Welcome to Apple at Work, the podcast all about Apple and the enterprise. My name is Bradley Chambers, your host as always. Back on the show again, uh, Gary Ornstein from uh, Bitwarden. Gary, how's it going? Good, Bradley. Thanks for having us. Uh, Chief Customer Officer is your title, and I really think, you know, this is not even a title some companies have. I really do think it's one of the um, most important roles a a company can have, because I do think that one of the trends that you're seeing, you, know, you talk about like product like growth in companies. And, and I think really the trend is going back to being companies that are going to survive the next 10 years are the ones that are obsessed with their customers and delivering value. And I, and I think Bitwarden kind of seeing that and, and having someone in that role at that level at the company is, is, is critical. I just being, again, I, I can't think of a better way to say it than obsessed with customers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. what's, what's been new at Bitwarden in the past few months? Oh, uh, you know, we're just uh, happy to be helping people solve their cybersecurity challenges uh, all over the world, both from uh, individuals to uh, the world's largest um, companies. Um, so it, as you indicated, it's been a, a busy year and uh, we're just looking forward to helping people stay more secure. Um, on the yeah. on the product front recently, we've had some uh, very cool developments in the world of um single sign-on and integrating with single sign-on. So perfect for companies that want to uh, do more at work. And then uh, individually, always uh, looking for things on the uh, the consumer front. One thing that we did add, which is uh, really important, it's been a longstanding request from uh, the community, is even now, uh, recently added to the basic free version of Bitwarden, is you can use a passkey for two-factor authentication. Um, and so that uh, really completes the a, a very solid picture for the Bitwarden offering for individuals as well. So those are just a couple of new nuggets. This week's episode of Apple at Work is brought to you by Simple MDM, a powerful and intuitive MDM solution designed to simplify and streamline your Apple device management workflows. Managing and securing a fast-growing Apple device fleet can be overwhelming for companies of any size. Simple MDM offers powerful features and comprehensive device management capabilities to help overcome these challenges. You can automate device onboarding, enforce policies and restrictions, and customize settings with advanced configuration options available in the user-friendly interface. You can streamline application management by deploying App Store, VPP, and custom apps at scale, or offer self-service to macOS users with Simple MDM's Monkey integration. Don't let complexities of Apple device management slow you down. Simplify your workflows and unleash the full potential of your Apple devices with Simple MDM. Visit their website at simplemdm.com slash 9to5Mac to learn more and start your free 30-day trial. Thanks again to Simple MDM for sponsoring Apple at Work this week. Yeah, we've talked a lot about Huskies on, on the show this year, and I do think this is the gradually and suddenly, and I think it's just one of the rare times when there's really no downsides to a technology. I mean, I think we all, the industry as a whole knew that passwords were kind of the weak link here. And um, passkeys as, as it gets more integrated in more and more products is, is really just, I love it. I just, I absolutely love it. I love, and and again, when I first started like hearing about it and I was like, how's this going to work? Am I going to like this? And the experience has been great. Um, but I think we're just seeing this again, seamless integration of hardware, software applications. Fantastic. Um, oh, it's going to be, so, it's going to be great. We're now we're coming off uh, finishing up Cybersecurity Awareness Month, which is mm-hmm. in October, and I, I 
you know, well, next month is going to be the two year anniversary of Log4J, which uh, I know we have a lot of people whose Christmases are ruined by that. Uh, that kind of went all, all across the um, uh, enterprise IT industry. And so um, security has, is, again, is, is just ever prevalent. It is a board level discussion now. It's not just in the IT team. It is as much of a risk as, you know, embezzling funds. I mean, companies are, are obsessed with, you know, thinking about this. Everybody thinks about it. It's not just, not just the security team, not just the technology team, it's finance, it's, it's people operations. Everybody has to have a security uh, mindset. But then one of the things we've really seen this year too, is that AI went quote unquote, I hate using terms, quote unquote mainstream. I mean, you saw um, large language models that really kind of drove the entire IT industry this year on the consumer and then on the enterprise side too. Um, obviously, Google's got their technology. Uh, Microsoft uh, is heavily working with OpenAI. Uh, everybody expects Apple to do something, you know, here at some point like this. And it's I, I really I, I said an, either said an article said to somebody I I don't think the future of uh, of AI is like going to a ter- an AI terminal and using it. Like I don't think using like chat GPT uh, in the interface is like the future of AI in the enterprise. I think it's mm-hmm. just going to be one of those things where it's going to be baked into all your tools everywhere. Uh, and I think that, I think this has a lot of implications for the security uh, industry. And, and because, because these, these, these teams need help. Like these products are critical. Um, what's your take on AI uh, around the security industry? Oh, I mean, it's such a hot topic and, you know, there's four or five key areas that, that we can talk about. Um, you know, if you just search for security and AI in the news, you'll see tons of stories every day. Uh, this morning, I saw one where the Philippine military is being ordered to stop using AI apps. Uh, specifically, in this case, uh, there was an app that they were using where you submit 10 pictures of yourself to generate uh, some kind of, um, you know, advanced uh, personal profile avatar and picture. And of course, that is a real um, uh, uh, risk to um identity theft and and protection so that was just the example this morning that I saw but the 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 one most people talk about first and I think it's appropriate is the phishing attacks are going to get smarter this is not a new concept in the discussion of security and ai but it is probably the most impactful you know, we've all had this filter of the last decade or so where you sort of see the email but it's got uh spelling mistakes and grammatical errors and doesn't quite make sense. And uh, you can say, hey, well, that that looks a little fishy, so I'm going to delete it. Uh, those emails can now be almost perfect, uh, made by anybody, whether they know how to speak your native language or not. So I think the, the fact of the phishing attacks getting smarter is the thing that everybody needs to be aware of uh, first and foremost. Well, I think I talked to somebody about that recently in terms of, I mean, we've all seen the the uh, SMS, you know, text spam. This is from your CEO. Like what happens when that is a video call or a yeah. video message or a phone call? Like what yeah. happens then? Um, again, that's, that's in some ways where I do think the, you know, bringing pass keys back up again. The beauty of pass keys is you can't trick it. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you know, someone can't, you know, be tricked into entering their pass key on a website because they all they have is their biometrics and it's not going to prompt it unless it has it available. And I think that's the kind of the, the ways that we've got to be moving forward here where, um, 
you know, you have to kind of take the the risk away from the user to keep them from having to make a decision. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, another area, big area of, of where AI, and, and we'll talk about some of the places where, you know, a, we can use AI for good, but I think it's important to recognize some of the risks. Uh, you know, pe- people do think that uh, AI is going to pose a risk. Um, actually, Bitwarden just did a recent survey, which included a, a, a number of questions on security and AI, and um, over three-fourths of the those surveyed strongly or, or somewhat agree that uh, AI is going to maintain make uh, data security more challenging. Um, another area, sort of big, you know, topic is you know, while we still have passwords for some time until we can move to pass keys. And by the way, uh, you know, if if you can't use a pass key on a certain website yet, you certainly want to make sure you have a strong and unique password for that website and two factor authentication for that website. So I think there's elements of both strengthening what we have. Uh, with passwords, as well as uh, moving as quickly as possible to pass keys. Um, but the AI will help uh, the guessing of weak passwords significantly easier. So so now, uh, you know, the, the phishing campaigns are more well-designed. And, uh, you know, even if they don't get uh, your password from you, uh, the ability to guess that password um, has just gone through the roof. So these are both um, elements of, you know, on the personal individual side, when you're online, uh, your security is your responsibility and use path keys where you can, uh, use strong and unique passwords when you can. And, uh, you know, th- those are the first couple of things that you can do to, to stay safe. Well, and what's nice is even if you don't have pass keys deployed today, we kind of have this technology ready to go. Mm-hmm. So again, when there's like the next big breach, next big hack, like that can be, it's like, okay, we're pivoting to that. Um, I, you know, you all had a survey you released recently, which I thought was really, really good. It's a developer survey. And, um, it, you know, you, you highlighted uploading, you know, 10 photos, et cetera. And it said, that was one of the things developers, you know, are thinking about, but they're all, you know, but it's like the balancing the AI tools are very, very useful, but we're trying not to feed too much data to these. Uh, exactly. and I think it was an interesting 78% of, of the, this is of those surveys. It was 300 um, developers in the U S 300 in the UK. So it was 600 total um, 78% see generative AI as a concern for data security, but 83% respondents note their organizations have already invested in AI technology. Now, so I, I kind of, I'm trying to take a step back and like zoom out. So let's go back to, to 1996. It's like 78% of company leaders see a lot of concern with internet security and, yeah. and, you, and putting data online, but also similar people see a lot of opportunity. Like it's no, it's in some ways it's no different. Every new technology has inherent risk to it. And, mm-hmm. and I think the key is like harnessing the good with the bad. Uh, yes. I, th- I thought that was pretty interesting. Now, a um, couple things um, I, th- I thought, um, you know, good, good number of 68% have used pass keys for already, but you know, unfortunately only 38, 38, uh, 36% think it'll completely replace passwords. Again, that can change quickly. What are some of your thoughts on this survey? I mean, what, when you read it, um, did it, did the, the survey data come back like you thought, or was, was it a shock? Uh, the one thing that was a shock, and I think this is a shock for the entire, uh, world who's using these tools is the sensitive data that's going into AI prompts. 
whether that's intentional or unintentional, uh, whether it's somebody entering information into uh, a prompt uh, manually, whether it's some kind of code review uh, or uh, analysis where turns out a application secret or database secret may have been embedded in that code. Sensitive info is making it into the AI prompts and people need to be very aware of that. Um, so no, and, and that's, that's it. And the kicker with that is that's as much like outside of on company devices, like blocking the, the, you know, the loading of, you know, open AI's website or blocking barred, you know, from opening, like that's, that's as much like a people thing too. Um, that's, yes. that's the challenge. Yes. And, and so it, it's, we're just in this like weird spot where these are some super cool tools, but we're not totally sure how to use them yet. In some ways, yes. like a, maybe analogy is like, when social media first came out, companies were like, this seems cool, but we're not really sure how to use this yet. Like, you know that it's going to be there. And yeah. I think I really do think what will end up is like, I just don't add a tool like, uh, you know, if you're using, um, you know, CrowdStrike to you know analyze some data like AI will be baked into that tool to help you spot detection, spot, you know, spot hacks, spot breaches and, and help you and automate a lot of this work. So it's going to be in some ways like you use email, but aren't concerned about the, you know, SMTP protocol. You'll be using AI inside of your tools in some ways without ever recognizing you're using AI. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's and I, we've been hearing about. I mean, I remember using tools 10 years ago that they were adding, I'm using air quotes, can't see that, but I'm using air quotes like they were adding machine learning and AI. And so I don't Mm -hmm. even, like that was like a, like that was a marketing buzzword for 10 years, machine learning, I think. But like now you're like, oh no, like these AI tools are actually like very legitimately. Yeah. um, Well, it's become much more tangible. Yeah. Yeah, Much more tangible. You can see it. You can see it. Uh, And I think, you know, let's talk for a second about, you know, AI for good in the workplace. Uh, we know there's a whole element of productivity. You know, you can write a blog post in uh, one minute um, and, you know, come up with a catchy theme for your new uh, campaign, or you can have it write a 10-page plan for launching a new product. There's all those kind of things to to help you get started. But of course, as you mentioned, uh, there will be AI to help security. Of course, one of the uh, biggest examples we saw about how much value pe- people are placing on that is the recent acquisition of Splunk by Cisco at $28 billion. Um, And you know, Splunk is a log aggregation tool. You can collect all these data points from all of your applications and infrastructure that's happening inside your organization and then run all kinds of analysis on that data to see something weird. Do we need to investigate? Um, So we, and and as you said, that, that kind of analysis will work its way into every tool in the uh, security space o- over time. So I think there is, um, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, the, the dynamic hasn't changed. As you said, new technology uh, is going to be used. It'll be used for good. Uh, it'll be used for nefarious purposes. And we just got to do our best to make sure that, uh, you know, there's a little bit more good than, uh, than, than, than not uh, as it, as it moves forward. No, I, I think that's like a really apt way to say it. I've in some ways never been more bullish on um, on the coming cybersecurity world. Like there are tons of challenges, but I I do think the more that we can take the risk out of the people element is the key. Again, passkeys is a good example, and I think even company yeah. policies. And I mean, just a good example is like you know it should 
the CEO should not be able to call somebody or email somebody to ask them to do X, Y, Z. Like you got to have processes that have checks and balances. Um, yes. and, I, and I think we're just, you know, you, you got a couple things you've got, you 54% developer survey spend five to 15 hours a week, just managing secrets. Like, mm-hmm. so, okay. Like that, that's a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of effort. And I would argue too, the more time somebody has to spend on something, the more error there is, the more room there is for mistake. Most often. Yeah. And, um, think again, user education here is going to be key. Um, but the more we can kind of automate this process for engineers. So whether that be some sort of like, again, passkeys on steroids for accessing sensitive data, like there's, there's, there, we have a path here with biometrics and with AI to take the power out of the user's hands. Again, use AI to automate it, ha- apply intelligence on top of it. Again, you'll, your hackers will always be doing nefarious things, but I would like to think the power of these companies that are doing for good, supercharged by AI, I think we're going into a pretty good place. Yes, and I think you've hit on a very important feature, certainly in the enterprise, which is uh, these kind of, you know, we talk about uh, second factor authentication, Um, which people often think about, I'm logging onto my computer and they want to make sure I also have my phone with me. Uh, But there's no reason that that model can't be extended to third factor and fourth factor. And those factors can be different people. So for certain situations, you may need, uh, you know, person A to log into a credential. uh, But, you know, maybe that's a scenario that needs approval from person B and person C. So all these kind of uh, scenarios are ones that can be easily instrumented with uh, credential management tools like like those from uh, Bitwarden and others um, to build the right kind of workflows that are that are, and every company is going to be a little bit different. Um, uh, but these are the, the tools that folks are going to need to have in place. Well, and again, I think there's opportunity here to use different types of authentication. So let's say, for example, um, the person A uses a passkey. Person B uses a um, you know hardware key that rotating mm-hmm. password. Like you know, you could you could have these different fail-safe tools. Again, we've got all this tool, we've got all this technology available, and I think the key here is kind of layering these things on as a platform. Again, I think, you know, think of like the bank vault where two people have to put in the same key at the same time. Yes, exactly. That's probably going to be what what you end up seeing where again, person A is going to authenticate and within uh, 30 minutes, person B has to authenticate or it doesn't, you know, doesn't take it. Right. Um, You know, and again, some of that's going to be a little bit, a little bit more inconvenient, but uh, we're going to have to in some ways trade a little inconvenience to secure, especially like, you know, key company, you know, infrastructure. Yeah. So so here's kind of the philosophical question that I like to ask folks is and and maybe while it's relevant to uh, the work situation as well, um, it's sometimes uh, interesting to ask yourself personally, uh, when, when would I be ready to have an AI system manage my security? Uh, because while that might make me a little bit nervous, uh, the reality is that most people would probably benefit from that. And and if that's the case, what does that look like? Um, I think it's an it's an interesting question to ask. Well, it it is, and I'm trying to think of like what, how I wasn't working when like like when I came into the workforce, like email was already a thing. It was certainly different. It was you know very much like terminal driven. But I, I just like wondered, did people like say when are we ready to turn over company memos to email? Like was that the thought process? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was. But like this, this feels like that big of a transition where you're like, 
can we trust code essentially? And then you think, well, no, we can't trust, we can't trust an AI tool. But I think if you ask the questions like, can we trust code? I think we, we, yeah. we have to, cause we do every day. Right. And then at that point, you know, things like having the code be open source is important. So everybody can look at that. And, you know, we know that there's a big conversation going out in the industry right now about uh, how much the models are open source and transparent and can you understand them or not. I think the same thing would apply to any kind of security infrastructure that you want to put uh, in place that the uh, building that trust uh, through ter- transparency is critical. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gary, it's been a great show. As always, I, uh, I've never been more bullish on security heading into 2024. Uh, I think we're at, a, we're at a place where I feel good. It's like we have the technology. And then I feel like equally we have the technology, we have the attention of company leaders. And I think that's just as critical as having uh, uh, really cool technology. I know y'all have been uh, busy at Bidwarden. I love that developer survey. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Like I, I there, there are like two types of surveys. Ones where you're like, I know what this is. I know what the results of this is going to be before I, um, you read it. And ones that were like, y'all clearly went into this, like asking questions and not trying mm-hmm. to ask questions to guide it and answer. You genuinely like were asking questions to feel, um, to, you know, kind of see what the sentiment does, sentiment does in the industry. And I thought it was really, really good. So we'll have a link for that in the show notes. Thank you. Again, just, uh, uh, for folks who, very good. Who want to search. Uh, we have pretty good pickup. If you just search for the survey room. Uh, should come up uh, there from Bitwarden. Yeah, it was uh, just, again, I, I think I spent just like 30, 45 minutes just kind of like reading through that, looking at looking into the report and kind of, you know, you you can sort of get a sense of like where things are going to go the next 24 months. Like I thought some of these, some of this data was, was really interesting because again, some of it, it was shocking, particularly like, Hey, everybody realizes that these AI prompts are a security problem, but Hey, everybody's also using them. And so I think that just really shows like these things are going to get heavily baked in. Uh, so it's really, yeah. really good. But uh, yeah. uh, Gary, thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, y'all keep up the great work at Bitwarden and we will talk to everybody next time. Thank you, Bradley.